Welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast where we delve into street culture, uh, whether that be dancing, roller skating, um, crump, hip hop. Uh, do me a favor, like, subscribe, and get this video into the algorithms for me. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown, this ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss, you still remain a boss. But today, I got this great guest. His name's Troy. He's a dancer, director of a crew. He's been in the Vegas dance scene forever. Uh, what, HHI, World of Dance, y'all have won many different things. Yeah. So uh, I got him here. He was okay with meeting with me. And welcome, man. Thanks How's it for going? coming through. Yeah. No, no problem. Uh, I'd like to say it again. You know, your space is tight. I appreciate it. I appreciate you making time for me, especially with the busy lives that we lead. So thank you. Thank you. Genuinely Definitely, appreciate man. you, man. Hey, we've known each other for a minute. Um, I taught at your studio back in the day mm -hmm. and we've seen each other throughout the scene. And I just want to really like, you know, dive into who we have in our culture, yeah. you know, in our hip hop culture, in our crump culture, yeah. in the funk styles, whatever there is. Yeah, yeah. There's stories out here that people don't ever see. And yeah. I want to put them on wax. You Appreciate know, that. Um, first things first, who are you? Yeah. Well, who's Troy? Like, how'd you start get to dance? Um, so I, I started dance like how like the, the typical like hip hop story, like in a garage with a friend. We pretended to like spin on our backs and stuff. His name's Chino. Uh, you know, um, I remember those days, you know, you just you think you're messing around I used to be a part of the thing called key club at Durango high school ah. And key club was yeah a bunch of Asian kids and we all thought we could dance and we took it We didn't take it very seriously, but Chino was very like passionate about it And so through his passion, I found mine mm -hmm. um, I joined a team called epiphany for any of the OGs out there epiphany is an, I've like heard of one it. of the original dance crews uh here from vegas boom was the director mm. and uh props to boom and chino for really like making me fall in love with it i didn't take it seriously it was just like a fun thing to hang out with friends at but uh that fun thing turned into like another team called formality mm. um i remember from, that team they're good. from san diego um our old director created a las vegas branch here under aj angelis and then myself and aldrin helped aj throughout the time. I mean, it was a team effort. Like Mike Perez was part of that. Adonis, Toshi. There was yeah. a lot of us that were just yeah. like in that I think group. Butter and Swift were a part of that too for a little bit, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they were okay. technically a part of it, but they definitely were integral to like everything here in Vegas. Like yeah. The whole scene, how Toshi, how Mike came through. Um, yeah, they, they, they definitely helped. I, I don't want to say like they, but I don't think they ever like were a part perform. of formality. Yeah. I know that they were a part of hypnotics for a little hypnotics, bit, but yeah, besides yeah. that, maybe yeah. culture shock. But yeah, formality was a big crew back in like early 2000, from my understanding. Yeah, we uh, it was formality and a, a girl, all girl team, all female team called High Fidelity or High Fi, and we were brother sister teams, just you know wanting to compete. We, we competed at different things here in Vegas, SIO. Um, Hip Hop International. Uh, no, we didn't even do Hip Hop International with formality. It was really just a lot of training, um, mm -hmm. some Kali comps, but okay. it was like the foundation of what I did. Um, from formality and hi-fi, uh, we, we felt like both teams were very strong apart, but we would even be stronger together. Mm -hmm. So um, we combined both teams to make a team called High Profile. 
Got you. So that's where High Profile originally came yeah. from, mm-hmm. was these two teams. And I never knew that. Yeah. And another reason why I'm doing this, because I'm like, dude, like, I don't even know the full where culture did HP of, come like, from? yeah, like, yeah. I've always wondered. Yeah. That's dope. Okay. It, it, it was just filling a need. Like, uh, there was a director change between in Hi-Fi and um, Aldrin and I were pretty stable as directors. We were committed. We committed our whole life to, to HP. And um, we felt like the girls needed the support. And we were, mm-hmm. we could have supported them. Not that they needed the support, but they wanted to, you know, take things to the next level. And yeah. so did we. Yeah. So we felt like the strength Together, from the girls yeah. mm-hmm, and the strength from the boys. We combined. Teamwork makes the dream work. And we created a team called HP. Um, from there, I think both teams just kind of disintegrated and turned into just HP. Uh, from there, um, a team called Ground Zero birthed. It's just the junior team of High yep. Profile. I remember Ground Zero. And uh, directed by Orion, Ramey, and Peter. And from there, Dang it was... Peter. It just took off, yeah. He a bartender. Gizmo. Now, huh? Gizmo P-Funk, right? Yeah. Bro, that was... Man. He taught me so much. Not just Dude. like dance, but like... And what's funny is a lot of people <laughs> in this scene... They're, they're like, they were in t- an integral part of our community, mm-hmm. but they went on and did their own thing. And now they're like looking at us like, wow, like think about it. Like I remember battling Peter at neon in 2013. Did he have the hair? None. That was after that. Oh my gosh. That was after that. Cause we, it was me and my friend Crooks versus Trey and Peter in the oh, finals man. at neon and everybody booed us because we won. Oh shoot. <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. He was probably coming backstage with me feeling all hype because he was probably performing that weekend, too. Yeah, he was. He performed with HP. <laughs> Tight. All right. Yeah. So now, obviously, you started out with uh, Formality. Uh-huh. Well, the first crew, that was like just Garage. But what oomph in your chest gave you the ability to be a director? Um, because that's a whole different role. Being a dancer... And being a director of a crew is a yeah. two totally different things. Oh, for sure. So what do you feel was challenges going into that? And how, what made you want to be a director? Um, everything that I've... Um, before before I went to church, uh, there the, it, it goes a little deep, but it's, it's, well, it's, sur- deep. it's surface level That's at this point. Hear. But um, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was part of a church back then. Mm-hmm. And um, as a leader, you're a servant first. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because of my faith, I found that um, there was a need. There was a okay. need on this team, and um, it was maybe it was a little bit of personal. Like I don't want to lose. I see what people are doing, and I want to elevate. Yeah. Um, so I started creating, and I created. Um, I created a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my my old teammates still probably make fun of me because I would I would have we do these things called submissions. You're only supposed to make one routine. Yeah, and you, you make like five. Then I make like six or seven. <laughs> and if they didn't like it, I would revise it and send it back the next week. Um, but you were determined. Well, think of it like this: if we're fishing and I cast out one line and say there's no fish in there, I don't get any fish. You're still gonna put. I'm gonna put a hundred out. Yeah. And one of those is gonna catch. Mm. And if one of the catches tight, I did my job. Yeah. And that was really all I did was I just kept pitching ideas, and I didn't care what if it stuck or if it didn't. I just wanted to make sure that the best content got put out. And the best product that I could put out. Um, thankfully, like, and from there, I needed to really like. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip hop, and street culture. 
Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Not everyone was uh, was bold enough to put their like ideas out, mm-hmm. or they didn't have the way to say it. Mm-hmm. So, in order for me to say it properly, I needed to train harder. Mm-hmm. So I took every class that I could. I didn't care who it was from, what style it was. I I trained in everything, um, popping, locking, whacking, um, housing. I I took everything. I, I was in every class of when I first started, and I tried to get into every class that I could. Okay. Um, that was a long time ago, and people might not know that, but I took like six, seven, eight classes a day. Really? Yeah, I was really pushing. And the only reason, I used to work at Nike, and um, all my Nike paychecks went to just dance classes. Dang. Because I had to prove, I wanted to prove myself. Like, mm-hmm. um, my ideas were there, but the talent didn't fit the ideas. Yeah. And I saw that in myself, and I needed to work harder. And that passion just, you know, I, it overwhelmed me, and I needed to... I guess people look to me for answers because I had all the I had ideas and I wasn't afraid to like put it out. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started putting people into spots. We started winning. So when you yeah. get a result, people are like, "Okay, he's doing the right thing." Mm-hmm. And I can't take it even all the credit. Like we, it's a team for a reason. Like Aldrin um, was the backbone to HP, mm-hmm. and um, like Peter, Orion, Toshi, Mike Perez, mm-hmm. Ramy. Um, Greg, Marisa, like there, there's so many pivotal yeah. people that were a part of HP mm-hmm. that I can't even like say the direct, like, yeah, as a director, if the responsibility falls on me, yeah. but there was so much history and so much help that those, those people gave to me that, um, made it bigger than what we imagined at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, HP is an integral part of the Vegas community, yeah, man. Appreciate like it. real talk. Um, now, how do you, being that you choreograph seven, eight routines in a day to submit them, yeah. what's your creative process in like choreographing? Like, how do you go about it? Like, I see some people, like I talk to, they, they'll choreograph sitting down. Yeah. Some people, they have to be in front of a mirror to be able to choreograph. Yeah. Like, what do you feel like your process is and how did you come up with that process? Uh, to be transparent, there needs to be like a, a focus. So, um, I can't present apples when they're asking for oranges. Mm-hmm. So I can't create choreography for a tour that I would create choreography for a, a competition routine. Yeah. I wouldn't teach a class piece as a competition routine. Yeah. We have to, There's definitely a focus. So the there. first thing I do is categorize. Like, what is this routine for? And once I know what the routine's for, then I go, all right, is it competitive? Is it, what, what's the audience? Where am I distributing this? Yeah. This, is it, is it fun? Is it content? Is it a, am I is teaching it? to five-year-olds or am I teaching to adults? You know, there, yeah. there's a... Um, I, I first make sure that the how I am creating is delivered to the right audience. Correct. Yep. And then from there, um, my personal process is I freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people think choreography is like kind of bland because, you know, it's not technically dancing. But for me, I freestyle everything before mm-hmm. it even hits five, six, seven, eight. Um, so I play the song over and over and I freestyle it and whatever that freestyle tends to like continually do, Hmm. I stick, I I keep it. And more importantly, like not just the freestyle aspect of it, but the moments in a song, you know, like 
people go, hey, or mm-hmm. hey, that was dope, or ooh, you know, you want you want vi- you want that visceral emotion. Yeah, you want exactly. people to like respond. Yeah. And the same thing with the freestyle battle, or same thing with um, a competition routine. I want people mm-hmm. to respond to the choreography yeah. I'm creating. And there's moments that apply to that. And so when I'm creating, I apply the moments and then freestyle in between. And once those wow. freestyles connect, then I have eight eight counts of routine. It takes me like twenty minutes. 15 minutes. Wow. Because if you're freestyle enough, you're going to remember yeah, your stuff. Yeah, it's going rem- to repeat itself. Yeah, yeah, and you probably have your go-to moves. You have Yeah, things- everybody does. And that's what I, when I co- create choreography, that's what I deal with is I feel like it's my problem mm-hmm. because I have go-to moves. Yeah. So I try to think totally different and then I'm, and then I'm struggling because I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing the same thing over and yeah. over again. But you, what you're doing, what you're saying is making sense. Freestyle it how you feel is going to come out in the choreography anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was doing Jesse Sykes's episode, I said something, I inform, not perform, mm-hmm. right? Because I want to tell people who I am. Yeah. Well, that could be a way for me to tell people who I am in a choreography sense too, mm-hmm. because I'm freestyling the choreography and I'm really putting my all into it. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't. What that, people don't understand is that um, a lot of choreographers are just freestylers. They just, have to the, put it, it in a well they know, have to put it into a box so people it can be delivered it, and it can be understood right yeah uh, a lot of freestyle is is in the moment and this is why people are so prideful of it mm-hmm. i won't say prideful like a bad thing but they should be proud of it right yeah um but it's because they it's that moment and once it's gone it's gone forever yeah so uh the beauty of choreography is that it can exist not Multiple. just from me but down my line yeah down my lineage it's a legacy yeah mm-hmm. And mm. um, to your point of like maybe we're repeating moves, I get that all the time. I feel repetitive at times. Um, the best thing for me that has helped me uh, eliminate re- repe- repetition. Repetition. Yeah, wow, words. I get you. Yeah. The best way to eliminate repetition is to apply the move differently. So if it's one, two, three, four, maybe it's one, two, three, and four. It's the same movement. And start point, end point, but how we get there just changes mm. syncopation-wise. Not what you do, how you do it. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Dang, okay, that's cool, okay. Now, obviously we know that you're a dancer, we know that you do videography, we know that you are creative in general. <clears throat> but outside of all of that, you're a husband and a father. Yeah. How do you balance... Obviously, we just spoke about it before we started filming. Yeah. How do you balance and what do you feel is your biggest challenge balancing your personal life and your professional life um you know the 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 most difficult thing is scheduling Mm -hmm. making sure that uh things are allocated for the right reasons um you you've said it before this podcast but you said that it's good that you come here because you can focus on the work and this nine to five or three or two however long you do is dedicated to this thing Mm -hmm. um for work when it is work my wife and I know that this is a block that is intended for work. Yeah. So um, we tandem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could not do anything that I do without Marisa. Yeah. She literally holds this whole like compound together, whether it's scheduling, like we have a, we have a calendar and if I don't abide by the calendar or it doesn't go in the calendar, it doesn't exist. It, it can't happen. So if Me I need to my, Hey, for anybody that is married in a relate, have a calendar. Yes, yes. I tell everybody, people be like, how do you do what you do? I'm like, look, man, if I didn't have a calendar, yeah. if I didn't have something to wake up to and be like, okay, this is what I have to do today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get nothing done. Nope. Nope. That's the biggest thing. 
and it helps me too because I can plan ahead. Like mm-hmm. I can go, oh look, I have to be here later. I should probably think about doing that thing. And so my my focus is is my focus is focused. Yeah. And if we don't have that focus, we're kind of just landing wherever we're we want. Freestyling. You know. Um. But yeah, for real, like that calendar helps me. But it's also like, um, when it is family time, mm-hmm. everything goes away. It doesn't matter what we're doing, where we're going, who's around. When we have family time, it is just our time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's no work. We're off our phones. There's no, um, oh, I need to type out something really fast or I need to edit this thing really quick. It's like, no, okay, we'll wait till these kids are asleep mm-hmm. and then we can finish our work. Yep. So usually most of my like work work happens after 10 o'clock when my yeah. kids are asleep. I feel like that's any parent. Or you're getting your free time to play the video game after they're asleep. I don't play video games. See, I wish I, I had the time, bro. I literally I just, just bought a PS5 and I oh, barely man. touch it, bro. Yeah, I it's so tough. Touch it. I bought it for my son, to be honest, oh, because he loves like Minecraft and yeah. Roblox. So, so you he kind of bought it for you. You kind of, you kind of. Don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, bro. Yeah. That's I realized I bought the game. The same skateboarders are popular now. Yeah. That were when I was a kid. I swear. It's Tony Hawk, Kareem. Um, sorry, it's that like a, little noise kind of confused me. Um, Eric Costin, like yeah. a lot of skateboarders when I was a kid, when I skateboarded yeah. tough are still like pro. I used to play that game heavy. Like me too. So yeah. I'm like, that was the game. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well they got a new one. Let me just get it. Tight. But I still have no time to play it. Yeah. Dude, where, <laughs> where does it literally where now? So you told me, I personally feel with that question your main thing was focus, mm-hmm. right? So obviously you have to be focused. You have to focus on the right things and have the right um, route and right game plan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can you now provide me an example of like a challenging situation you faced with working with dancers, with working with an agency, mm-hmm. with working with anything? And how did you overcome that? Oh, shoot. That's... Um, you know, the... The most difficult thing about being a teacher is people. Mm -hmm. And um, as a business owner or former business owner, um, that's wrong. I still own a business, but it's it's not a studio. It's not a studio. You just don't have a brick and mortar location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But besides that, you're still an owner. (laughs) Um, It's the people, you know, Um, struggling to get people to understand that, like, I'm with you, Mm -hmm. you know. Not against you. Yeah, and sometimes... um, things can be taken out of context or said the wrong way on both parties and uh, ruins relationships. And that's been like my, what I've been working on for the past three years is uh, communicating effectively Mm. and uh, making sure people understand not just what I'm doing, but why I'm doing Mm. it. And um, I found better results because people know my heart Yeah, and um, I'm very, I do my best to be as genuine as possible to everyone that I talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the conversation I would have with you, if I were to leave this room and go, be the same conversation. Oh, mafioso, blah, blah, blah. No, bro. If I'm going to say that, I'm I'm going to say it to you. Exactly. And that, that, that can get you in a lot of heat, you know, Mm -hmm. like in general, but I'd rather be what I've learned is what I've learned is, is grace in my heart. And, um, 
grace in my speech mm-hmm. and whatever I would say to you behind your back, I would say to you to your face. Mm-hmm. And I tell all my kids this. If I'm giving you a note or I'm giving you a correction or if it's a parent, if I'm telling you your daughter or son is struggling in my class, it's not coming from a place of anger mm-hmm. or uh, disdain or hate. It's coming from I love you and your kid so much that I cannot lie to you. Mm-hmm. And now that parents and dancers know that that's my heart, that I'm it's being tough easier. because I love, um, they can now, I, I pushed a lot of those conversations away because they know why or my heart. And I struggled with that at the beginning of, of business owning. And as I progressed, the more that I learned to have grace and explain my heart, how I feel, what I'm doing, the better people respond to me. Mm. <clears throat> that brings a subject to my mind is transparency. Yeah. Like <clears throat> that's one thing I worked on for a long time within myself is just being transparent in me. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was younger, I was really big on like, I don't want people to know my personal life. I don't want people to know what I'm going through. I don't want, like, I want to put this face on. Right, right, right. And Faking it till you make it is probably the worst advice I've ever received in my life because you can't do it. You can't. You have to be honest with yourself. And as long as you're honest with yourself, you can move forward from anything you go through. And throughout so far this whole interview, I've noticed that you, if anything, you're determined. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. But... Transparency is a big thing. Sure. Like when I was the leader of one round uh-huh. and I was really big, like involved with dance and tough and like at every session, at everything. Yeah. I, the problem that I had was really like I wanted to be perfect. Yeah. I wanted to be looked at as that go to guy. Right. And the moment I realized that I was human uh-huh. and that I can't be the end all be all of everything, uh-huh. that's when I realized that, wow, this is a way better position to take. As, hey, I don't have all the answers. I'm honest with you. I'm just doing the best that I can, and I'm going to give you the best route that I can give you. And when I realized that, it, it changed a lot, yeah. you know. And um, I would say for the last question, man, like, what's the future plans mm-hmm. for Troy, for you and your wife? Um, do you guys plan on getting another uh, building? Do you guys plan on expanding a uh, playground? Because obviously you guys are at 150 kids now, mm-hmm. you know, like that's insane. Congratulations on that, thank by you, the thank way. You. Like, um, what's the plans? Like you guys have won HHI, am I right? Yeah. World of Dance? We've won World of Dance. So what's next? Like um, you guys are freaking like. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I do know, but it, uh the, the more important thing that I want to do is uh, keep impacting. Mm. And it's not about it's not about reach, about numbers. Like, it, obviously, like... That matters. It matters. But yeah. um, if I am too focused on growing, 
that I lose the sight of who's in front of me, mm-hmm. sometimes the vision gets very blurry as, as the, as it goes forward. My goal is not to have like a thousand dancers that obviously anyone would want a thousand dancers. It sounds great. The more important thing is how much impact can I make to the single dancer or to the small group or to a larger group and then expand on that. Mm. Um, a couple of things that we're, we're really focused on right now is our studio evolve dance center. Um, we are, we teach hip hop there. We run mm-hmm. all their hip hop numbers. Yeah. Um, that is our big focus right now. We're really, f- um, trying to provide the best, um, routines, classes, tricks, all of it. We're trying to build mm-hmm. a foundation there. Uh, playground playgrounds, pivotal in our life. Uh, we're taking a new adventure. It's called, uh, all-star. Okay. Not a lot of people know what all-star is, but um, if you don't know, also we teach a team called Desert Oasis Dance Group. Yeah. We won national champions. Yeah, and um, that's only in the high school. You have to attend um, Desert Oasis High School to, to be a, be part, a of part of that DDC. crew. Yeah. So there's hundreds of thousands of dancers here in Vegas that don't go to DDC, but mm-hmm. also want the experience that DDC so you guys has. Are doing some. Okay. So Playground is taking a venture to do All Star, which is what DDC does. We have our competition route, regionals, national, state. And playground again, focusing. This is my ultimate goal: is impact a single dancer so that multiple dancers become better over time, mm. and then hopefully get some national championships this season with playground. And then, of course, Desert Oasis Dance Crew, like I just mentioned, they um, were going to uh, recompete for our title as national champions. And you know, again, Dang, focus man. on the single dancer, build off of each each. Uh, relationship that I have and make the best thing possible. Man, this has been a great conversation. We've had some hiccups, <laughs> but we got it. We got through it. It's the best part. One thing I am grateful for is the conversation that we've had. One thing that I took away from it is that um, you impacting one dancer. That's great. You could use that in many different aspects mm-hmm. impacting one client mm-hmm. like it just impact over growth is more important because i i just posted it on instagram the other day this year i focused on building relationships with my clients instead of trying to provide a service i see does that make sense mm-hmm. like even if they only want a simple one shirt like I'm going to build a relationship with that person to try to let them know that they're important. Let them know that even if it's $35, I care about it, you know? And it just goes to show that when you focus on the relationship building and how you're impacting that person day in and day out, you're going to be more successful. I think it's also important. Like what we're, what I do, I do with all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and anything that I do is how I do anything. Yeah. So, if I am recording a podcast with you, I brought both of my cameras yeah. and a microphone. Yeah. I was about to bring some lights up in here yeah. too, you know, like, and that's just how I treat everything. everything my relationship yeah. with this kid is not just, Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you walk away. It's like, Hey, what'd you do today? Did you go to school? Yeah. What'd you learn there? Tight. Awesome. So good to see you. Can't wait. Yeah. And you're I have intentional. that mm-hmm. relationship. And as we build these blocks, the relationship just grows yeah. and we think that kids are just a number, but out of, all 155 kids, I I can tell you their name, what they do at school, do they like Pokemon cards, what's their favorite color, what Fruit Loops do they like with their cereal, you know, like that's, what cereal, yeah. and I, I think that's... That's important. Very, not so like, it's integral. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we call it important, but I call it a non-negotiable mm-hmm. that if I don't build a relationship with the people that I'm consistently colliding with, what am I doing it for? Yeah. That's really good, man. Hey, well, on that note, that was a great ending comment. So we're going to go ahead and end it. We're going to go ahead and move forward. Do me a favor. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on the post notifications. Follow him and his crew. Um, We're going to keep doing this, man. This is only episode four. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's get it. Have a good one. It's official now. The Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss.